You're listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer questions, and take a deeper, practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today we are talking with B.J. Van Kelsbeek. Welcome or welcome back to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. I am Lydia Miller here again with my special guest, BJ Van Callsbeek. You said last time I couldn't call you an expert, but I think I'm still going to do that. I think it's a loose term. <laughs> we are going to call you an expert. Uh, last week we chatted, if you missed it, a little bit about how to deal with loss or the uh, death of a loved one. So if you missed that, I would encourage you to go back and listen if that's a season that you are in, but also recognizing that a lot of us are maybe not necessarily in that specific season ourselves, but we have someone in our life who is a friend, a loved one who has lost someone really close to them. Um, and that's a kind of an intimidating place to be. It's, it's intimidating to be in close proximity to someone who has experienced loss. Um, and so we want to talk today just a little bit about some best practices. If you have someone in your life who has lost someone that they love, some specific things that you can do, that you can say, that you can kind of uphold them with so that you can truly, we talked about this last time, do what scripture says, just come alongside of them um, and love on them in the way that we are all called to. So let's start simple for you, BJ. Mm-hmm. We won't dive right in. Mm-hmm. We'll start simple. What can I do? What can I say if someone <laughs> in my life has lost someone that we love? Because the, the last thing all of us want to do is say the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, me included. Um, <laughs> I, I'm reminded even as you say that, God has made us with two ears, one mouth. Mm-hmm. And for me to shut my mouth more and listen, mm-hmm. um, I, th- there's the quote, 90% of life is show up. Mm-hmm. And I think that so much applies to this question, just show up. Um, whether it's at the hospital, whether it's at their home. Um, we call it more formally ministry of presence, being there with people. And honestly, uh, that to me sort of uh, relieves, it's sort of, it's sort of well, anybody can show up. I don't, I don't need to know what to say. Uh, something to do is show up, uh, is it, just come and be present. Uh, I think of my father-in-law. My, my father-in-law had a really good friend uh, who, has, who has since died. But I remember my father-in-law sharing this story with me, uh, his experience. His, his, his good friend experienced the death of his now second wife uh, from the very same cancer his first wife died from. Mm-hmm. And I remember my father-in-law sharing, uh, connecting with his good friend and going to his house shortly after this happened, and, and he shared it with me like, I didn't know what to say and what to do. And I, I got into his house, and I just I looked at him, and I, and I just told him, I said, I don't know what to say. I, I have no idea what to say. And, and his friend responded, I don't know what to say. And they hugged, and they sat down on the couch, and the TV might have been on. They probably weren't watching it. They were just together. And I remember my father-in-law sharing it in a way that he felt like, oh, I, I, I didn't know what to say. And he felt uh, inadequate. Mm-hmm. And I remember just hearing it thinking, you did, you did it. You nailed it. Like, you showed up. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, I so appreciated his honesty. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the best things we can do with people is just be honest. I don't know what to say. If, if I'm thinking it, I think that can just be helpful to share with people. I'm not sure what to say. 
this is really difficult, um, but I want you to know I love you and, I want, um, and I'm here. And it could be that. And, and then just let it kind of go from there. But just showing up and being present and keeping our mouths shut oftentimes can be the most helpful thing mm-hmm. we can do. I, I can only trust the love that was communicated from my father-in-law to his friend that day just by showing up, give him a hug, tears flowing, and they sit down, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, you shared this a little bit, you found that talking about their loved one too is also yeah. really helpful. If you're not sure what to say, saying, I don't know what to say, but yeah. then also talking about them is something. Yes, yes. I... Um, Oftentimes, I think our uncomfortableness with with the topic, with the situation at hand, just gets in the way uh, of, of, I don't know if I want to go there. I don't know if they want to go there. And I think one of the best things we can do is simply to ask them. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing people are at different places at different stages, uh, to ask them if it's helpful, is it okay if I talk with you about your loved one? Now, obviously, we can do that when we know their loved one. If we don't know their loved one, it's harder to do that, but we can still ask questions about their loved one um, and, and to not assume anything. I remember as a, as a chaplain in the hospital, uh, this wasn't necessarily about death, but let's just say it was a cancer patient. One room might have a cancer patient who all they talk about is cancer. Everybody who comes into my room that's all we talk about. It's some cancer-related thing, some test, some measurement, some outcome, some prognosis, whatever. And they start to feel like they are cancer. And they just long to talk about something else, something regular, like the basketball game or the weather, something normal. The next room can have the same situation, a different person going through it, and all they ever talk about is the weather and the basketball game. Everybody who comes into my room ignores the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know which patient I'm seeing. And so I'm looking to kind of read. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I might just ask, what's helpful? Are you sick of talking about this incredible experience? Is it, is it, does it drain you? Or or are you tired of not talking, but would you like to talk about your your loved one? Mm -hmm. And and let them lead in that. And and to me, that gives them some control in a situation that has very little control for them. Mm -hmm. And they can tell you, to me, it's permission giving of, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for asking. I am a human and I actually do enjoy basketball, so let's talk about it. I'm kind of sick of talking about this. Or the opposite. Mm -hmm. And just going where they need to go. And next week, it might be different. Yeah, I love that. And in the same regard, what you can do for them also varies just as much as the conversation too, because everyone is different in terms of what is helpful in that season and what is not. That's right. That's right. I've kind of learned to not assume Mm -hmm. anything. There might be some general things that we might want to do or or offer, but I think again, asking, asking what might be helpful. Now, With that comes the acknowledgement that they might not know. And oftentimes they don't know. And they might express, you know, a a response to you like, I I don't know, but I I can let you know if I do. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, if they don't know, then I think it can be helpful to offer some suggestions. Maybe it's giving them two, three ideas of like, hey, I'd like to bring a meal sometime. When this week would be good. Mm -hmm. Or... Or a, a list of three, four, five different things. Like, of these things, which might be helpful for you? Would, would you let me know? That could at least help them 
sort of orient to them and, and what actually might help. Something I try to ask myself and probably need to more often is what I'm doing, am I doing so because it's actually helpful for me or is it really helpful for them? I can be one who's driven by expectations of another person and trying to meet those expectations and we can have that happening in these sorts of encounters. But to be really cautious of in what I, is what I'm doing trying to just make me feel better or is it actually helpful for them? Mm-hmm. Uh, so me showing up, is, is, that, is that helpful for them or is it now putting on to them something like, oh, now I've got to entertain somebody, I've got to, I've got to host somebody, um, and, and I don't know. Now, I, I know I've shared the value of just showing up, uh, so that's super important, but I, I want to ask, I want to be respectful. I recently had it after a death of a loved one for a family, offering to come and, mm-hmm. and show up, and I was so grateful they communicated, you know what, now is probably not necessary need. We've got about 30 family coming over right now. It's going to be a lot of chaos, but, but later. Thank you for telling me that. And, and if I would have assumed something, because I feel like they're expecting me to, I, I might have just added to the chaos. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Now, if you're someone who's walking alongside someone, it can be hard to know, I mean, really what pace to walk with them at of you know, do I need to kind of pull them out of their funk? Do I need to let them sit in it for a little bit? Do you have any words of advice for what that looks like for a really close friend that you're walking alongside? Yeah. Um, one thing that comes to my mind is is people struggling. Maybe it's the funk mm-hmm. or like with denial mm-hmm. uh, of denying some sort of reality. And I've come to learn if it truly is denial, if it is a, a funk, uh, it will have a way of working itself out. If it's truly denial, reality will pull them out. Uh, and, and I'm just going to trust in the right time, uh, that, that in God's sovereignty and God's timing, um, I, I generally find that well-supported feelings will help them move further than if I try to get them there myself. Uh, so I might be uncomfortable with their depression. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting depressed being around you, and we've been like this a long time, and you need to get out of this. Mm-hmm. If I try to push that, I'm probably going to irritate them more and make it worse. Yeah. If I support them where they are, they will more likely move to a healthier, hopeful spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ideas that I've encountered is the idea of companion. Mm-hmm. Dr. Alan Wolfelt teaches about this, and it has been a great model for me of walking alongside. He breaks the word companion down, co being two or more, pan referring to bread. And, and he breaks it down of this idea of it's like having a meal together. I'm not going to walk ahead of you and pull you through to where I think you need to go. And I'm not going to be behind you pushing you to where I think you need to go. I'm going to simply walk beside you through this and journey along with you and share a meal together and and be a companion with you in the journey. That's been helpful for me as a model uh, of where I want to be. One foot in their world, one foot in my world, Mm -hmm. walking with them. Yep. So important that one foot in your own world because it can 
be easy is it can be all consuming to really walk through some serious grief with people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I um, that's the goal for me is one foot in, one foot out, one foot hopefully in a in a healthy, grounded world, abiding in God, abiding in Christ world, mm-hmm. and one foot in their world, feeling it. Yeah. Uh, I, if I have two feet out, I'm going to be wooden. I'm going to be cold. And if I'm on the receiving end of that, like, no thanks. Mm -hmm. Get away. If I'm in with both feet, now I need someone caring for me because now it's like it's my loss. And and I'm overwhelmed. I'm grief-stricken. So one foot in, one foot out, that's hard balance to to do. Mm -hmm. uh, But to strive for that, I think, is important. Mm If you are someone that is walking with someone that's going through loss, we mentioned this in our last one, but I would encourage you, we have all sorts of support groups. So if you're feeling like, man, they need more than what I can give them, they need other people who have experienced this, we have some groups that they can be a part of where they can really work with some people that have been trained to walk alongside them and then walk alongside people who have gone through it themselves. So again, all of that information is on our website if you want to check it out. But BJ, thank you for sharing your wisdom, you expert you. (laughs) It was so good to have you. Thank you for tuning in to Sunnybrook Unscripted. We will see you here next time. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.